It's the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. You are Locked On Reds, your daily Cincinnati Reds podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, Reds fans? My name is Jeff Carr, and you are Locked On Reds. And here we go. Hey, how you doing? And welcome into the Locked On Reds podcast for this Tuesday episode My name is Jeff Carr. Thank you so much for downloading and listening to the only daily podcast for the Cincinnati Reds. Today, we're going to preview the Cubs and Reds series. The Reds return back to the friendly confines of Great American Ballpark. And then we're going to talk about an interesting question that has been posed over the last couple of days when it comes to a few free agent pitchers who are still available. But before we get to that, make sure you subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, and Stitcher. Also, check us out on the new podcasting app, Himalaya. And then head on over to Twitter and check out Locked On Reds and at Jeff Carr with three Fs. And then check out LockedOnReds.com. Lots of different ways to get your fix from Locked On Reds. So for... Today, for you know Tuesday's podcast here, we're going to talk and preview the Cubs series. This is the first. This is the first series between the Reds and the Cubs here in the 2019 season. Last year, it was a mixed bag as the Reds lost the season series to the Cubs as they went eight and eleven against Chicago. They only won one series the entire season, and that was when they swept the Cubs at Great American Ballpark in a four-game sweep on June twenty, June 21st through June 24th. That was during that really hot stretch, the seven-game win streak that they put together. That's when they were hitting grand slams just about every other day, and that was a fun time during the 2018 season. But like I said, the Cubs won every other series. Now, there was a point right there at the beginning of the year. The second series of the season was supposed to be the Reds and the Cubs, but they only played one of the three games as the you know next two games after the first one got rained out. And the Reds won that first game. So, you know, you can call that a sweep if you want to, but uh, one game does not make a series. So, you know, doesn't quite count. But on the whole... They started the season, you know, in the first nine games, the Reds were six and three. But then the final ten games, the Cubs were eight and two. Just completely flipped the series on its head and took it for the season. As far as right now, coming into this series in 2019, the Cubs are as hot as hot can be. In their last 15 games, they are 12-3. and A very nice stretch for them. They are ready to go for this series. The Reds, in their last 15 games, are 7-8. and eight. Six of those eight losses were by one run. So, 
just keeps rearing its head, those one-run games, and they're not going to go away anytime soon. We're going to take a quick look at the 2018 season series between the Reds and the Cubs. When it came to divisional opponents, the Reds allowed the least amount of runs to the Cubs, allowing 91 runs in those 19 games. And as far as Reds pitchers individually are concerned, Luis Castillo threw the most innings with 24 and two-thirds against the Cubs. However, he did give up 13 runs, 25 hits, and 13 walks with 16 strikeouts. So the, the Cubs hit him pretty well, which is nice to see that he'll have a chance at redemption in the series finale because he's been pitching really well to start 2019. I don't want to jinx him or anything like that, but I think he's going to pitch a little bit better this season against the Cubbies. And then as far when it comes to uh, the Reds hitting against Cubs pitching, they didn't do too much of it. In fact, the Cubs held the Reds to a 225 batting average in the 19 games that they played each other, and they held them, which that 225 batting average was the lowest that the Reds had against any NL Central opponent, and the Reds only mustered an on-base plus slugging percentage of 665, which there were only two other opponents in 2018 that held the Reds to a lower OPS, and that was the Marlins and the Royals, and the Royals only played them for a couple of games, so it's quite a feat by the Cubs pitching just to hold the Reds completely at bay on the offensive side. Now, the Reds did have a couple of good performers. Your usual suspects in the Reds lineup as Joey Votto and Eugenio Suarez led the hitting against the Cubs with both of them had 18 hits, both of them had seven extra base hits, and both of them you know, had a OPS of 950 plus. In fact, uh, Suarez led the team in homers. He had four home runs against the Cubs. Joey had five doubles and two homers as well. So it'll be interesting to see if Joey can use this three-game series to really turn a corner because we're waiting on him to get it figured out. And Joel Luckup tweeted a stat earlier today, said that back in 2016, he was batting 205 on May 23rd. And then the rest of the way... From May 24th to the end of the year, he had a 370 batting average and really just ramped it up and turned it on. Now, I'm not expecting him to go that crazy, but who knows? Maybe he's going to start his comeback for 2019 here against the Cubs in this next homestand. The Reds will face Kyle Hendricks, Yu Darvish, and Jose Quintana. Hendricks will lead off the series. He pitched 13 starts in his career against the Reds with a 3.45 ERA. Yu Darvish has only thrown 18 and two-thirds innings against Cincinnati, and he's only allowed four earned runs. He struck out 20 in those 18 and two-thirds innings. He has 12 walks, though, and that has been his Achilles heel so far in 2019. So I'm thinking the M.O. on Wednesday is going to be patience. And then on the series finale, the Cubs will counter Luis Castillo by throwing Jose Quintana out there. He has six career starts against the Reds 
with a 3.69 ERA, 28 strikeouts in a total of 31 innings pitched. So the, the Cubs began the series or began the season kind of on the opposite end of the spectrum from the Reds. The Reds didn't score anything, and that's why they struggled. And the Cubs allowed all of the runs to all of their opponents, and that's why they struggled. Now, obviously, if they have won 12 of their last 15 games, they've fixed that issue with their pitching. So it'll be interesting to see how the Reds begin this stretch, as it has been well documented by just about anyone that's talked about the Reds over the last couple of days. The Reds begin a stretch of baseball against some very good opponents. And they started off against a divisional rival in which they should be a measuring stick. The Cubs should be a measuring stick for where the Reds are in 2019. Going to take a quick break. We'll be right back. I got a question that I've seen in a couple of different places, and I'm going to give you my answer to it. And it just so happens that the question involves the Reds acquiring talent. Is your company currently looking to acquire talent? You look no further than ZipRecruiter.com. ZipRecruiter is a fantastic source for your company to build a very good team. Because ZipRecruiter, what they do, whenever you post on their website, they send your job post to hundreds of the leading job websites on the internet. What happens in the first 24 hours whenever you post with ZipRecruiter.com? 80% of job posts get a qualified candidate within those first 24 hours. That's 8-0, Quite a number. I mean, that's one heck of a batting average. You'll win every MVP with that batting average. ZipRecruiter.com has a special offer for the Locked On Reds listeners today. If you go to ZipRecruiter.com slash Locked On, you can get your first job post for free. That's ZipRecruiter.com slash L-O-C-K-E-D-O-N, and your first job post is free. ZipRecruiter is the smartest way to hire. This is the Lockdown Reds podcast on a Taco Tuesday. I mentioned that there's a question that's been posed over the last few days. As the time goes by for Dallas Keuchel and for Craig Kimbrell, they inch closer. I think it's now down to 19 days. That in 19 days, if a team is to sign them, they don't have to give up a draft pick in order to acquire them. Because as of right now, even if a team were to sign Keiko or Kimbrell, they would have to give up a draft pick to the team, to the Astros or to the Red Sox. And we are less than a month away from the MLB draft. So I don't see teams signing them before that 19-day window is up. But the question has been posed, should the Reds look into signing them? And here's the deal. When it comes to the Reds, when it comes to our favorite team, really, it's hard to oppose the idea of bringing in talent. You always want to have the best players available to you. And especially in the long seasons like we have, pitching is extremely valuable. Pitching depth is extremely valuable. So if you were to sign a Keiko or a Kimbrel, 
that would certainly add to the depth of your program. Now, here's the problem. The reports are that both guys are holding strong to their original desires for their contracts, which means Keiko's looking for like a four or five year deal around 24 to 25 million per. And Craig Kimbrell's looking for a three or four year deal. And I forget what the numbers were as far as salary, but you can bet it's not going to be cheap. And as such, I think it would be a little foolhardy for the Reds to go in on either guy. So I'm going to give you a hard and fast answer to this question. Should the Reds sign Dallas Keuchel or Craig Kimbrell? No. The biggest reason why is because currently their pitching staff is doing pretty well as currently constructed. They have the best ERA in the National League as a composite pitching staff. And I don't expect that to continue, but when you start off this high, they're, you know, knock on wood, they don't just absolutely implode. But the fall for them isn't going to be that far throughout the rest of the season. And I really believe they have the depth in organization, and I think they would probably say this too if someone were to ask Dick Williams or Nick Crawl point blank if they would sign Keuchel or Kimbrell. They would come to them and say, we have the depth within our own system. We don't necessarily need to go and get one of those guys. Because I believe that with the feeling that they had this offseason, that they were going to turn a corner, maybe not necessarily go all in, but at least put a lot of their chips on the table, they would have already gotten one of those guys. I don't think this is something that they're going to get either one of them during the middle of the season, especially for a multi-year deal that would be practically untradeable, you know, should the trade deadline come and they look to sell off some assets in order to get some young pieces back. So no, I do not think the Reds need to go after Keuchel or Kimbrell because the pitching staff, the, the starting staff as it is, and we're still missing Alex Wood, they, they keep pushing back the expected date of return. Now some estimations are the middle to late part of June before the Reds will get to see him pitch at Great American Ballpark or you know pitch in a Reds uniform. So who knows how much longer Tyler Malley and Alex or and Alex Anthony DiSclefani will be in the rotation. But even looking at the rotation without Alex Wood, you've still got Sal Romano, Cody Reed, which maybe they're thinking of Cody Reed simply as a reliever, and the same with Sal Romano. But those guys have the ability to start. You've also got Lucas Sims in AAA, and you've got Tony Santion who. A lot of people have said, well, they won't bring him up to the major leagues without pitching at AAA. Luis Castillo got brought straight up from AA, so that theory doesn't quite hold water in every single situation. But, again, no Keiko, no Kimbrel. The Reds, they're fine. They don't need anything there. That'll be it for the Tuesday edition of the Locked On Reds podcast. Make sure you subscribe on all your podcasting platforms for iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, and Himalaya. Check us out on social media at Jeff Carr with three Fs and at Locked On Reds. And also, and it's something that I've neglected to mention here lately, and it's not for any reason other than I just wasn't thinking about it. Make sure that I, I know iTunes does this. I'm not sure if there's any other podcasting app that does it this way, but if your podcasting platform of choice, takes reviews 
drop us a line. Drop us a review. Let us know what you're thinking. I like to check those out from every so often just to see where I can improve. And hey, if you really like the podcast, I actually really encourage you to write a review as well. But that'll be it for us today. On tomorrow's podcast, we'll recap game one of the Cubs series. And also, don't forget, later on this week, on Friday, for Phone It In Friday, massive interview. I'm going to talk with Bronson Arroyo. It's going to be a heck of an interview. You're not going to want to miss it. Talk to you guys on Wednesday. Hopefully, we'll be talking about the Reds beating on the Cubs. This is the Lockdown Reds Podcast, and I'll talk to you tomorrow. Hey, Prime members. You can listen to this Locked On podcast ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today.